Greetings again in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Jesus said to that miserable man who was redeemed from the demonic spirits, Go and tell what I have done to you. So here am I going to tell what the Lord has done in my life first and what he has been graciously doing because of his mercy and compassion through my life in Sri Lanka. So let me start with testimony how I was saved. So I was born and brought up in a very staunch Hindu background. My mother would say, we have never heard about Jesus in our generation. And you are bringing a new religion into us. How can it be? To that extent, I was raised as a Hindu. If I kneel down unknowingly, then my grandpa asks, Hey, are you Christian? Get up, get up. Are you Christian? You are kneeling down. They will ask like that. Then if I don't put that sign, you know, sign, you know, the Hindus put it like this. Not even a day, if I don't put, they will immediately ask, Are you a Christian? Put on, put on this one. Immediately, you are a Hindu. So you cannot be without this. To that extent, they were very consciously bringing me up as a Hindu. My father would take me all around Sri Lanka, north to south, east, west, and we will be dipping in the holy water. One day I was kind of rolling through the outer wall, huge outer wall of a temple when I was studying grade 8. I asked my father, why are you doing this? He said, to get rid of karma. You know karma? Get rid of karma, the curse of the previous birth. So, then I started thinking very seriously of my religion. Where am I? Where am I going to? Then when I was studying grade 5, I was born and brought up in a small farming family. We didn't have the electricity for a long time. You know, (laughs) until 19 years, we did not have the electricity. So, so to, to that extent, we, I was in a remote village. So I will visit uh, so many funerals in Hinduism, you know. Especially when a young person dies, you can see the hopelessness in their crying. They will cry, they will beat, they will beat the coffin and casket, they will crawl and they will shout. And the ladies are not allowed to come to the cemetery graveyard. So they will come up to the road and they will be crawling and say, When shall I see you, my son? When shall I hear your voice, my daughter? So I, was, I started thinking, so where did they go? Once a person dies, where, where do they go? And Hindus here, they believe in the immortality of soul. The soul will not die. Immortality of soul. Then I, I started asking question, my mother, uh, Mother, if I die now, where will I go? And she said, uh, if you really uh, if you are doing good, you will go to heaven. If you are doing bad, you will go to hell. Well, that was a good answer. The point is, then I asked my mother, I was doing both. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing good, I know. I was doing bad. <laughs> then the second time I went and asked my mother, I am doing both, you know. Then tell me correctly, exactly, where will I go when I die? She said, hey, go, go and study. 
because I was studying, I was a student. Go and study. Don't think too much about all these things. That you can think when you become old man. Now you are a young person. Now go and study. But I was not satisfied. Uh, then I asked my mother. We believe we believe in reincarnation. You know, you know. I asked my mother, who was I in the previous birth? She said, I don't know. Then who will be Kamai or Dungi or Mangi or Snake or you know? We believe all those things and all. You know, so many. She said, I don't know. Oh dear. I was really thoroughly frustrated, you know, completely frustrated. I don't know who was I, I don't know whom I am going to be, I don't know where will I go when I die. What is this life? Is there a meaning to life? Is there, you know, is there a meaning for <coughs> uh, the existence of life? So I was asking this question, is there a life after death? If there's life after death, can anyone say particularly categorically that I'll be in heaven. I'll be with that God. Because we, I was worshipping thousand and thousand gods, you know. So I used to wonder, if I die, can I see them? Or can I have fellowship with them? Or will they talk to us? So I was asking so many questions. Then someone said, if you get some kind of sweet, you know. In Hinduism, they believe there's a particular kind of sweet, uh, we call amritam in the sense, if you eat that, you will not die. Then I went to the temple and uh, I had that sweet, I ate that, then I was satisfied. Okay, I ate that, I am not going to die. You know, I can live forever. Then my friend said, hey, no, 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 that, that, that is not the sweet mentioned in the Hinduism, you know. That sweet, when the angelic you know, figures in the Hinduism, they believe, like an angel. So they will churn the milk. When they churn the milk, you will get the sweet. And when you eat the sweet only, you will not die. Where can I go and get the sweet? <laughs> I was again dejected. I was again, I became frustrated. You know, hopelessness, you know. Then I was wandering and wandering in my searching, searching and all. So this, this question I was raising in my heart. Is there anyone who can overcome death and finally say that I'll be with God in heaven? So no one answered, no one responded. So when I was studying grade 12, I was nine, uh, yeah, almost 19 year old, I think. Uh, so I was wandering, I was roaming the town in the evening. So I heard the uh, Christian songs played in the opening meeting. And... Uh, I was a little bit interested toward Christian song because it was very direct, soothing and comforting compared to Hinduism. It's very difficult to even... Hinduism songs like a Hebrew and Greek to interpret. You know, very difficult. You know, we had to memorize and we had to memorize. You know, very difficult to interpret. So the, Hindu, the Christian songs I liked because it was direct, you know. So I said, my friend, let, me, let us go and uh, watch that, uh, you know, meeting and all. He said, no, 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 don't go there. We are Hindus, they are Christian, they are getting money from foreign countries, they are converting our Hindu people into Christian. We should not go. Then I said, no, no, we are young adults. We have our own right, we have our own wish. They cannot force against our own will, so let us go. Finally, he complied, we went there. Thank God. So, that British preacher... He came from Operation Mobilization, OM. And they had a meeting uh, combined by the Youth for Christ organization. So it was an open air meeting. Then 
after singing that British preacher, I don't know who he is till now, but he started preaching the gospel, very powerful, clear-cut gospel. Who is God? Who is man? What separated God and man? Then how man is trying to have access with God, good deeds, you know, being self-righteous, then, you know, going to the pilgrims and, you know, and paying alms and all, but he cannot have access with God. He is a sinner. God is holy. But according to the Bible, he said, the blood should be set to atone for our sins. Then he was explaining the gospel very beautifully. Then he went to the high, you know, high pitch and said, after explaining the death, burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he said, if you believe in this Jesus Christ, you will have eternal life. With that, my search ended. <laughs> I was searching for the truth. You know, he said, if you believe in this Jesus Christ who died for your sins, who will forgive your sins, and who defeated already the death, then you will have eternal life. Yeah. Then that was the answer I was searching for, actually. But he also added one more sentence. If you don't believe in this Jesus Christ, you will have eternal damnation. Today you have to decide. My friend said, hi. You know, this is how they will threaten us. If we don't believe in their Jesus Christ, we will go to hell. Ha <laughs> ha, how can it be? This is how they are threatening and converting our people. No, no, I cannot be sitting anymore. He left. So I stayed there. Then they asked me, I mean, they asked, whoever has committed, surrendered their lives. They, they were asking, actually, he was asking me, surrender your life to Christ, surrender your life to Christ. Even though I accepted Christ, I didn't want to go forward. And, you know, those who have surrendered their life. Because I was thinking in my thoughts, you know, surrendering means, I mean, going to the monastery, becoming like your father, seven years studying, you know. How? Because I couldn't do that because I was in love with the girl, you know. So, being Catholic priest means you cannot marry. So, I thought, oh, 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 it's not possible. So, I didn't go forward. I, was, I stayed back. Because I cannot become monastic, you know, I can't go to monastery and become priest, you know. Then, <laughs> somehow, the Lord convicted me. And, you know, he pushed me to go front and I committed my life there. The first time in my life, I was convicted deeply by the power of the Spirit. I was the chief sinner in the world. I told God, I wounded you, I offended you, I hurt you, Lord. I thought I was a, actually, I, outwardly, I was a self-righteous person. I never smoked, I never drank, I never went after girls, or I never used filthy words or bad words. I was a golden boy in my village. So I was so proud of myself, self-righteousness. That day, God broke it, everything. Broke everything and said, then I said, Lord, forgive me. I went to the cross and said, I am the chief sinner, Lord. Richard Sinner, please forgive. I didn't know it was in 1 Timothy 1.15, but I said this. <laughs> I said the same verse, Lord, I am the chief sinner. And, you know, then I committed my life because and on that day, Tata, you know, say goodbye to death. Goodbye to the fear of death. Goodbye to the fear of future. Every fear was gone when I trust Jesus Christ. All kinds of fear. Fear about death, fear about future. I was, I was fearing about my future long when I was a young guy. So, after, ever since I accepted Jesus Christ, all fear is gone. Okay. Because he lives. Okay. 
So then my father came to know. He is a very, very strong Hindu man and all. He observed something change, you know, some changes in my life. So people, you know, the problem is I didn't keep my mouth shut. I was going and telling, I was bubbling. You know, I was going and sharing the gospel. One goes, bystanders, come, 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 come. <laughs> I was sharing. So they went and, so my neighbor, he went and knelt down and he started praying. Then his father came and reported to my father. Your son is convert, trying to convert our son also, you know. What is this? You are a Hindu man and all. Then father called me one day in the night. What is happening in this house? You know, we are Hindus. Of course, we respect all other religion. We honor all other religion. But that doesn't matter. But you are selling our own religion and trying to become Christian. <clears throat> so what's happened? And I said, <clears throat> he asked very important question, very theological question in, in the sense. What did you find in Christianity that you did not find in Hinduism? Because our religion is the, from the time of immemorial, from, you know, Ancient religion. This was introduced by the white people, you know. So we are, yeah, he said, we are the people first, you know. Then uh, what did you find? Then I explained, I have a savior and I am saved now. Are you saved? I said, yes. Get out of this house, he said. <laughs> I didn't go. It was in the dark, 9, 9.30 or 10 o'clock. He, he, he shouted at me, get out of this house. Then my elder brother called me and said, one day I took my younger sisters to the meeting. And my elder brother called me, why did you take your sisters uh, to the meeting? And I said, I have the right. They are my sisters. I will take. He, would, he slapped him. Next time, if you take them, you know what will happen to you. Okay, if you want to go, you go, but don't try to convert others. Okay, he's still very strong in Indonesia. So... Then by God's grace, my father came to know there was something different. My, my relatives, even though they were trying to tease me, scoff at me at the outset, then later they found the real life, life, I mean, lively changes that God brought in my life. So finally he said, okay, if you want to go, you go, but don't preach to others. <laughs> okay? okay, you want to go, okay, I'll, I'll let you go, but don't try to convert other people. I said, how can I be? The joy I received, I want to share with others, you know. Then finally, they, 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 tried, they were trying to stop me, but could not. They finally, okay, whatever you want to do, do, they let me finally. My father died in 1992. That was the one of the, probably the most tragic event in my life. To the best of my knowledge, uh, he didn't accept. But it was still a kind of mysterious thing because he died in the south. I was in the east. So when I got the message through radio, those days no phone calls, no cell phone, nothing. So I got the message obituary through radio only. Then I was, I was going to the south and I got into the bus. And behind the bus driver on the glass, it was written, Jesus never fails. I said, Lord, you failed. You failed. I was praying for my dad's salvation like anything with tears and burdens and, you know, telling everything, Lord, once a person dies, you cannot change their destiny. So before they die, you have to meet them. And I said, Lord, you're a terrible God, you know. You let me down miserably. I was really, I had a real time with God, you know. I couldn't accept that. Then I apologized. I asked forgiveness from God for speaking like that. But... Even now, I am praying for my mother and sisters and all. 
So after that, I went to India for my higher studies. So two years I was followed up by, I was discipled by Youth for Christ people. Uh, I didn't have the consult of the uh, local church and all. So I went to India, I studied my first degree, B.C. Agriculture. Uh, I was searching for a Bible-based church. In Sri Lanka also I could not find either liberal, emotional, sensational churches, you know, all kind of mainline dead churches. Then I went to India. Then after salvation, search for the good church continued. You know, then I, uh, finally I couldn't find. Until one brother came to do his PhD. And providentially he was placed uh, to a room where I was staying with my other senior. He was leaving. So it, I still remember one or two postgraduate hostels. He came. And I knew they were following the New Testament pattern, church. And since then, Dr. Selwyn, I think Brother Rene would have made something that in Tamil Nadu, so Brother Selwyn, then he taught me, he nurtured me, he mentored me, he taught me the scripture, he taught me how to plant the churches and all. Then after the lot of people came and taught, then I came back in 1989, I was again in Sri Lanka, I tried to search for a good church. Didn't find, so we started church uh, with the breaking bread, the Lord's Supper. Then in 1990, we started one church. Then I moved, that was in north. Then I moved to the east and I was praying, Lord, I just started a church. Don't post me in the east. I want to be in the north. So I was praying like anything, Lord, let me be posted in the north. Praise the Lord. He posted in the east. Whenever I ask adamantly God to do this, He will never do that. That is in my life. Whenever I Lord do it, so I was then I said I was discouraged. Lord, now only we started the church. Now you post me. What can I do? Then I was going in between Saturday Sunday. Then uh, I asked the other brother, okay, to continue the work. Then again, oh, erupted. I could not go for two years. Then in the east we started the church. Then we multiplied and by God's grace now around 24-25 churches uh, are with us. Then we branch out like in the sense I was going. Then 1995 I resigned my job. Five years I was working in the government department. We call in Sri Lanka. It's a permanent pensionable job. Well secured, well paid job. People were ridiculing me. Are you fanatic? You are resigning this job? You know? How much is, uh, you know, you can earn and this and I said, I have better job to do. I said, you know, <laughs> so I, when I was resigning my, uh, I was giving the resignation letter, then I was signing, I said, Lord, I trust you and you alone and resign because you only call me to do full-time ministry. So I resigned and gave me After that, God started blessing the work and all. Now that is what you are going to see uh, in the, so I am going to fast. Uh, what is God uh, going to do in Sri Lanka? Yeah. Seeing the grace of God, and Barnabas went and he said, I have seen the grace of God. So this is the present situation. You know, uh, you need to pray for Sri Lanka. You know.
So this is, we are working on this principle in our ministry, 5E. We have got how many fingers? Five fingers. So yeah, we are evangelizing the sinners, first E, second one, edifying the saints. Yeah, that includes mentoring, discipling, teaching, training, equipping, all comes and edifying the saints. Then establishing Bible-based New Testament pattern churches. That's our goal. So people who are in no man's land also are invited and they are taught to plant and do the church according to the Bible, according, especially according to the New Testament. The fourth is expanding the kingdom of God. When you are doing first three, naturally, spontaneously, you will expand the kingdom of God. Finally, you will exalt the name of Christ, the five E. And we need the sixth E, that is the enablement of the Holy Spirit to do so. You cannot do it in your own strength. He is the mission director. You know, I told always. He is the mission director. So, he has to lead us. He has to convert the people. He has to consecrate the people. He has to commission the people. So, this is, uh, I am starting from the order, okay. Normally, when I pray, I had to pray for almost 25 churches every day. So, <laughs> so I will, without, so I don't want to lose the people. So, I will start from the, uh, okay, the north. East. I mean, now I am starting from the east, then I will go to north in the middle. Okay. This is the uh, church we have just started. Mostly they are Hindu converts or Roman Catholic converts. Okay. The Baric law. Yeah. This is, uh, so you can see the uh, three different languages, English and uh, first, first one is my minority Tamil. Uh, the below is the single is majority language. It's a small church. It's a Bible study. I'll go fast. There are a lot of things. So uh, I take Bible study. This is, we are doing relief works. Whatever the Lord has given to us, we are sharing with all the people. So, so this is some of the church. Uh, we go by the New Testament term. I mean, we name it after the locality, you know. So, so this is, we are relieving. You want? Okay. Yeah, it's okay. So I can give you a share that uh, we want, PowerPoint. So this is a relief work. You can see the, this is the new believers we are coming into the church. And uh, there are new contacts made. This is the present house they are worshipping in. The same church. This is another church. In this place only I was assaulted. I was about to be killed for the first time. But I escaped first time. Because this is the area full of witchcraft and sorcery. They will go to the graveyard, they will dig the dead body, they will cut the throat, they will take the hair and they will do witchcraft. And uh, a lot of demonic expression you can see. The moment I started going there, you know, I, I, you know a lot of people became antagonistic towards gospel and they tried to kill me. Uh, first time I escaped. Second time, they literally beat me, assaulted me with a club and all. It was God's miraculous, you know, thing that I escaped. But you know what happened? The person who hit me after some time, power of prayer, he came to me, he apologized to me, and he is now my friend, close friend. person who hit me, assaulted me literally, came and apologized to me, asked forgiveness, and he has become a good friend of mine right now. Yes. People, uh, the police... Police wanted to file a case against him. I said, no, we are Christians. We forgive him. Please don't do anything. 
When, the, when we started praying for him like anything all over the world, the Lord convicted him. And he came. Three times he asked forgiveness from us. We are sorry. I am sorry I hit you. I am sorry I misunderstood. I am sorry. I am sorry. Now he is my good friend. He comes and eats with me in my house. Yes. So please. Pardon? Not believer yet, but the reason is some of the bad testimony of the Christians. So pray, yeah, some of the Christians are not doing it in the village. So that is a stumbling block. But he's open actually. Yeah. So this is the brother Raja and his family. So I visit them. This is the house they are worshipping, a small uh, house. They are worshiping not enough actually congested. So he's trying to build a house, uh, but it's very you know, so we also make some tent making. We help them because they are not idling. So during the noon time, they will do agriculture. This is the small cottage meeting. This is another church, Suranagar, second, third church, Badiklo, Cardinal. This is the small building. The church gathers here. His brother Vicky, and uh, they, they have to extend the building. Not enough. So this is the new contacts they made recently. We have got a lot of contacts. This is another church, New Watavan. Uh, there's a place, actually. New Watavan is a place. This is, the, uh, this is the building they are gathering. And this is the brother. He is overseeing the work. And this on Sundays, I am teaching before baptism classes. Yeah. This is the relief work presently we are doing to the saints. Now this is the baptism. Sometimes we churches come together, you know. I teach all, I bring all together and teach them. And we baptize three, four churches. We come together in the fellowship and we baptize them. These are all brothers. This is another church. We have got a lot of churches, so I am going fast, sorry. Uh, if you are interested in, then I can share with the PowerPoint. So this is another church. This is also very, very antagonistic toward gospel. They say no symmetry for you. Because you are not originally Christian, you are converted. Because you are converted Christian, we will not allow your dead body to bury to be buried in our land. Mm -hmm. So we are having even now we are having a lot of trouble. What do you do? Actually, we had to go long way, four, five, six kilometers away, and we had to bury in another village. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just because you're converted. Sorry? Just because you're converted. Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say because, and otherwise what they would do is, if they are converted, okay, we will do it in Hindu, according to Hindu rites and rituals. Mm -hmm. Then sometimes, you know, people allow, okay, whatever you want to do with the dead body, you do the dead body. Then we will pray and we will uh, preach the word and we will give it to them. They will go and bury, finally. Yeah, this is uh, another church. Brother Ravi is here. So this is inside the, this is another church. You can see a lot of sisters, you know. So they are very sincere, but most of them are illiterate. They cannot read and write. So we are getting a lot of audio Bibles and giving to them. So sometimes people can't walk, so they have to be carried like this from different location. So she can't walk, but... She, she comes. So this is in the north. Uh, sorry, this is actually relief works for them. Uh, 
This is another church. You can see the house in which uh, one church is gathering. This is the house and uh, you can see most of them are sisters. I think most of them will be sisters in heaven, I think. Because they are saved all over the world. Two-thirds are actually sisters. And also the raising leadership as elders and pastors, bishops or overseers is a challenge one. We also help the workers to start self-employment, not to depend on others, rather kind of self-income-generating you know, projects so, so that it will help them to keep in touch with the society, community. So this is a small petty shop we are trying to help and all. And this is the relief work we are giving to the saints. So these are, they are all purely Hindus earlier, you know. They are all practicing witchcraft. Some of them were practicing witchcraft. They were under the demonic oppression, some people. Yes. This is another church uh, in the East. This is the brother and sister. Uh, they are gathering right now in this place, but they have been asked to move. So this is the typical couple, uh, elderly couple in the village. Again, we are, we are giving Hindus also help because they are in a desperate need. Some are widows, some are destitute. So we reach out to them with help because they ask, you are Christian, you, you, you help others. So we help them also, Hindus. Sorry. So these are our widows. They are not Hindus. They are not Christians. They are all Hindu widows. They requested us to help them, widows, the elderly. So we are helping them out to maintain a good rapport with them. These are church people. Now, uh, by God's grace, we got a building for the, this church. Now, God willing, we will be soon gathering in a big hall. So, this is another church. 35 families are coming. It's a little hall. And uh, the recent photo. This is another building. This old building they were gathering. Now, they have moved. Uh, brother Steve Noss, the blind brother Karthik. So, he is overseeing the work here. And he is preaching here. We have got a brother who is totally blind, but he is brilliantly well versed in the scripture. And he teaches others. He brings other people. And we started this church from five or six people. Now around 35, 40 people are coming now. And still, yes, you can see there. And on Sunday, you know, some churches, not because of the doctrine, but because of the practical difficulties, they are unable to celebrate the breaking as a lots of a full meal. But whenever they are, uh, have money and you know the possibilities, they do. So this church every Sunday nowadays they do. Actually, this is another church, Brother Ganesh, uh, Brother Steve knows and his uh, wife is suffering from breast cancer. Hemoglobin level is going down and up and so she is struggling. So please pray for her. So this is the uh, Sunday meetings. You can see how many sisters are there, you know, a lot of sisters. So this is uh, the church where I am, is, it is gathering in my house. So these are the very new contacts, you know, because I am aware the Lord is blessing the ministry. We have got some 10 to 15 new families. So I think I was an obstacle to the blessing. <laughs> so thank God. This is the Trinkamale. We can, uh, so... So this is my second, I mean, second floor, I mean, my house, the church is gathering. It's a 
So, 65, 70 people can gather. So, so these are the new converts. We please pray for their salvation. Just all Hindus, we just made contacts with them, seekers. This is my, sorry. Women are sincere than men. Women are sincere than men. Uh, yeah, actually, in the life of Jesus Christ, no woman criticized him. No, no woman was condemned by Christ. Did you know that? So they were very sincere. They were following Christ very sincerely. Joanna, Susanna. So in salvation, they accept Christ. I mean, all over the world. In Sri Lanka, more than men, they accept Christ more, actually. That's what we find when we share the gospel. Okay? So, uh, we don't know actually why, what God is doing, but it is true. The husband, they don't come to church, but the wives, they come to church, they are converted, they are baptized, they are very sincere, they are praying. How, is, how do the husbands react to that? Some husbands, you know, they are not happy, but because of the changes in the wife's life, they like that. You know? So, they say, okay. Now you are praying, reading Bible, or going to church, and you are—you seem to be good. Some difference is there, so okay, no problem. That is for good. So they allow, <laughs> they allow them, most of them. So, this is my daughter. She is connecting, you know, Sunday school. It's a bonus, actually. I said parents have the responsibility, but it's a bonus. Yeah, yeah. We say Sunday school is a bonus. You know, bonus. Extra. Ah, bonus. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this is the yesterday's photo, actually. These are all new people coming to Trinkamala Church now, now, actually. So, please pray for their salvation. We have got a lot of things. This is our prayer meeting. After the Sunday church meeting over, we divided. Sisters will be praying and the brothers will be separately praying. So, on Sunday only we can get more people together because of the transport logistic problem. So I, what I thought was, I discussed with them and I said, okay, when all are here, we will pray. So we will now convert. This is another village. Uh, it was affected by the war. And in this uh, room, on, on your uh, right actually, uh, uh, church is gathering now. This is the brother you can see. He was ex-militant. He lost his leg on landmine when he was fighting with the government troops. Then he became a believer. Now he is uh, overseeing a small church. So he, they are, also I, I told you, know, I am encouraging them to be tent makers, to involve in small, small things. One, they can depend on themselves, humanly speaking. Second, they can make contacts. You know, when he is selling chicken, people will be coming to his house automatically. So he can share the gospel easily. You know? Yeah. So these are the new people gathering. Pray this church is not growing because he had a lot of opposition from the school teacher. School teacher told, announced in the school, don't go to the church, they are converting our people. So master announced, teacher announced in the school, don't go to the church. They are converting our Hindu people into Christians, you know. So, so again, helping some relief work. This is this church, Sudhumalaya. I think Brother Steve, uh, any, it was not there. It is a purely newly planted church. This brother came from Australia. He was converted there. He went as a Hindu. 
he came as a Christian, very godly brother. Then we went there, we met him, and uh, so we are now, we have started a small church. These are all baptized uh, by me, actually, the youngsters and all, in the place gathering. This is another church, Brother Vijayan, in Yafna. Now I am teaching. Whenever I go there, I teach. I teach the congregation. I also train the pastors. So this is a small church gathering. So we also help some poor students who need cycles or who need educational help. This daughter's husband is a Muslim. Uh, mother is a believer. Love marriage, you know. Love is blind. So, you know, she married to a Muslim, you know. But he's terrible, actually. He's, he's persecuting them, actually. Uh, she, she was very poor, so we gave cycle for her to study, go to tuition classes, to go to school and all. This is an lady church. We are gathering in a small hall. We are trying to build a big hall. So this is Brother Vijayan. This is a new family we contacted. They were kind of struggling to find the truth. And from India I got contact and uh, I directed them to this church. Now they are worshipping there. This is another church. This brother was killed in accident. And he, on the spot he died. Wife miraculously escaped. Now, uh, by God's grace, then we sent another brother to oversee the work along with his deceased brother's son. So I go and meet them, encourage them. Again, the same help cycle to these sisters. Uh, you know, what is their job? In, during the funeral, Hindu's funeral, uh, his parents will go and, you know, dunga dakan, dunga dakan, Hindu's funeral, they will do this and they will get some money. That's how they earn. So, this is the widow sister whose husband died. So, this is a new, new church we have just started. This brother was in no man's land. He contacted us. He wants to do the church in a biblical manner. So, we went there. We invested. We trained this brother. So, these are the important brothers there. So, I had a long discussion with them. So, God willing, when I go back, a lot of works to be done. So, this is Hill Country Church, you know, tea, tea plantation, this church. So, we are running preschool also, preschool nursery, some philanthropic activities we are doing to maintain the repo and to keep in touch with the community, not to lose the touch with the community. So, this is the house where we are gathering. So, this is brother, he is teaching on Sunday. So this is the relief works we have been doing now. This is brother. This book is the biblical eldership translated into Tamil. So what I do is I also give a lot of books to our leaders to, to teach, I mean to read and you know this is a good book on leadership. So this is another. Brother visited. Brother on the way. Brother Steve visited that the church. You know you remember when we are going to Calambo airport we stopped for a while. That is the church. Now it's growing. Yeah, this is the church. So this is the same same church. Uh, whenever I go, I preach there or teach there. So this is a recent photo. This is Kotakala. Uh, this is another hill country church. 
So, are we teaching special meeting, sisters meeting and youngsters, I meet them and encourage them and I talk to them about their personal life, how to meditate, how to understand the Bible, how to pray, all those things. So, this is again the same church with some other brothers. So, I will be teaching on special, this is on the soteriology cross, you know, uh, I am teaching on, you know, redemption, adoption, sanctification, you know, so many things like uh, reconciliation, forgiveness, all this about the cross. Then we have some special sisters meeting, they discuss and before the baptism, they pray. This is the prayer. I pray with them. I am praying for them. Whenever opportunity is there, I pray with them also, you know. So, this is the end of the baptism in the hill country, it's a river. So, we baptize people in the sea in the river. This is again, uh, we are helping out the saints. This is other brother in the hill country, Paul. So, we, this is the Hindu widow during a special function, uh, we invited them and we helped them. So, I am preaching to the others. So, this is a newly, new, new work in New Aurelia we started. One brother, you know, he came to church. So, he was sharing. When he started praying, he started manifesting like that and frothing and he fell down. There was a demon inside him. He was liberated. Then his father is a sorcerer. So he was doing sorcery to bring him back into Hinduism. So there was a kind of power encounter. So we had, we had to pray for him. So all over the world we were praying for him. And finally you know what happened? And father came to church one day. He could not resist the power of Christ. Yeah. So that shows Christ is a living God. This is a beautiful place. It's a tourist spot. You are welcome to visit. You know, it's a Norelia. It's a very good tourist spot uh, also. So pray for this small church coming up. These are all sisters. Uh, this is the brother uh, delivered from demon possession. And uh, his fiancée on the other side, she also loves the Lord. To be honest, she was in love with this boy. So she brought him. So we prayed for him. So now he is saved and baptized. This is one of the sisters baptized. This is the recent contact we had, these two boys. Please pray for them. We share the gospel with them. This is some singular Buddhist. Whenever I go there, whenever I have opportunity, we go house to house. And when they are open, it's a Buddhist people. They are open. So we share the gospel with them. So this is this is the church run by ex-soldier who was a corporal in, corporal in the army. He was a Buddhist. He, accept, he was a racist and he threw away uh, all the Tamil people's back and all, whether they are elder or younger or pregnant woman or he was harsh on them. But when gospel touched his life, he became changed radically. Now he is a pastor in the church actually. So this is you know, see, you see the letter, that is the, this letter is the majority language. This is not my letter actually, singly. So this is the first church we are starting. He's the brother who was ex-soldier, ex-corporal and all. He's meeting the people. Yeah, now we are going to see common ministries. What are we doing common? 
when the, when we come together we have regional training program national training program regional vigil night prayer national vigil night prayer we have special bible camp with visiting teachers if the tea comes then we call all the people together and study one or two days so special camps and special children program we have special youth program one day program we have sometimes special sisters program i'll be teaching how to be a godly mom how to be a godly woman godly sister or something like that then we have zoom meeting because of the covid still we are uh, it's going on then the door to door house to house evangelism also we do so this is when we come together yes the children ministry these are all churches come together and my daughter was uh, presiding this ministry bula Uh, third daughter she's the one good in this drawing and all so this is the camp you know then these are the workers lieutenant colonel major general command captain all are there you know yeah this is sometimes you know i have discussion informal discussion like this we discuss about various doctrinal theological practical ministerial issues we will discuss it's a regional program and uh, this is again the camp group discussion so we also give i told you know we give good books for them to read and encourage so this is again the training program in batiklo group discussion and this is in, in my house trinkamale i am teaching some to defray the cost what i do is i invite all the people to my house so accommodation free total and wood free we also provide transport help so people come so these are people so this is the full time this is a discussion various ministerial issues practical issues we discuss i i was teaching continuously on old testament survey geographically and chronologically i was teaching from abraham to malachi so this is another brother charles we invite like minded brothers to teach is given this money this is our dynamite you know this is the prayer time that changes a lot Amen. that eradicates all kinds of fears people will come like you know but after the prayer meeting they will be recharged full yeah. because we cry out to god sincerely you know so they crowd so something like pentecostal charismatic weeks you know and you so we pray and also is my house uh, after that we will have good lunch or so dinner this is the after the vigil sometime vigil night prayer i also take bible study for them on prayer so this is yeah this is a five star accommodation hotel we provide uh, you know you will not get it so, <laughs> so this is how we sleep you know because if you book a hotel or you know somewhere motel or somewhere it will be costly so we will come together we will pray together we will eat together we will sleep together so this is very cool you know so so this is how we sleep there actually this is a zoom meeting in between we will be having a lot of zoom meetings we'll be teaching but the steve was teaching a uh, new covenant theology last time people understood so this is the regional meeting whenever i go visit there i call them and teach them and interact with them encourage them motivate them listen to them so this is wherever i go 
if you are going to come by our vehicle, there's only one condition, you must pray one hour in the vehicle. So in the vehicle or wherever we go, I train them to pray. Because our people talk a lot, pray less. So I ask them, no. First you pray and finish, then you talk. Okay. So this is a morning devotion. We are staying in a small hotel and we are, our brothers, they all come together to pray. So this is a discussion, planning. You know, this is in a hill country. I don't, let the children come on to me because whenever I have opportunity, I talk to children. So I was sharing this girl, how to read the Bible, how to understand the Bible, how to read the Bible systematically, you know, very, very carefully and all. So, so it's a wedding, one of our brothers. This is a small wedding function. <laughs> okay. You know, this is important. This uh, orange shirt is ex-militant. The white shirt is uh, ex-soldier. White shirt is ex-militant. They were fighting against each other. Once upon a time. Now both are children of God, both are brothers, both serve the Lord. Only Christ can do that. Yeah. They were antagonistic. You got he was a military, he was shooting, and he was the army. So they were fighting with each other in a sense. Now they become the children of God and they save the same God. Only gospel can do that. Yes. So this is adventures. Like Paul said, shipwreck. We don't have shipwreck. <laughs> this is muddy. You know, <laughs> when you go into the village, it will get stuck in the, you know. So this is, we are running two bookshops through which we are uh, distributing Bibles, selling Bibles, gifts, and good books. So this is in Batic Law. Uh, we are on the Facebook also. Uh, you see some old book, one book, black book? Can you see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is uh, some of the English books we are selling. Uh, finally, this is my beautiful family. Yes. The Eunice in the middle, Joanna, John, other side, Beulah with the specs, and the Luke. So this is a small family. Yeah. Whenever time permits, people will criticize him. Morally, give time to family. Give time to family. Yes, sir. So I take them out and give <laughs> <laughs> I, I, whenever opportunity comes, I take them out for dinner or lunch or whatever. They all still live at home. Pardon? They all still live at your house. Yes. So, this is our kind of uh, small parade time. This is my younger brother, my biological. He's uh, mentally challenged and he's, he's the only one with me in Sri Lanka. My mother and two sisters, elder brother, they are in Europe. Uh, so he actually, I am taking Yarakam, putting him in a nursing home and all. So on your left, this is the temple that uh, red and white. This is the temple I worship just in front of my house. I will go in the dusk. I will talk to that idol after 6.30 in the night. I will talk to that idol. You know, if the idol is like this. It's like this. No idol actually. This is like a, this. I will talk to that idol but no response. So that is the temple. Other temple I worship. And the third one, uh, actually now they are building this. This is the place I committed my life in the open air meeting. You know, now they are building a uh, Indian embassy is coming up there. Uh, that is the place I committed my life to Christ. Other places I worshipped. And uh, so pray for us to fulfill that five years. Okay. So this is that. So we need the sixty. 
So please pray. This is our desire. Sinners be converted by preaching the gospel. Saints should they should be sanctified, and lots of, lot of them are illiterate. In the godly leadership, we we actually lack some leadership. So pray that God will raise many more godly, competent leaders to lead the church. That's very important. So, so we are we are involved in two places planting church newly uh, in the north. So kindly pray. Uh, one is a lot of obstacles. I don't know why I was sharing with Brother Steve. The moment we start, something will happen. I don't know. I am asking God, why is it, Lord? Whether it is your will or not, I don't know. So please pray. In another place also, we are trying to plant the church. Yes. So actually, this is our bookshop open anyway. So this is the small ministry we are doing. Uh, so kindly pray for us. Uh, oh. And you are welcome to Sri Lanka and to encourage the saints and servants of God uh, as the Lord leads. Uh, thank you for listening very patiently, even though you are tired or some of them are even though sleeping, no problem. But anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you for patiently listening and uh, praying for us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Brother Steve Gerard, brothers, for giving me the opportunity to share what the Lord has been doing. Salvation belongs to God. Yeah. Sanctification belongs to God. Justification belongs to God. Glorification belongs to God. So all glory belongs to God. Uh, he is using as an instrument in his sovereign almighty hands. So please pray that we will be faithful till our last breath. Till we go into the soil, go into the grave. Uh, please pray that we will be found good and faithful servant. And... Uh, preaching the gospel till the end, faithfully, sincerely, uh, for the glory of God. Thank you very much. This message was produced by the New Testament Reformation Fellowship, reforming today's church with New Testament church practices. Permission is hereby granted for you to reproduce this message. You can find us on the web at www. .ntrf.org May God bless you as you seek to follow Him in complete obedience to His Word. May your faith in the Lord Jesus be strengthened and your daily walk with Him deepened.